Hey everyone, happy back to school day. Now, I know most districts have been back, but HISD, the biggest school district in Texas, returns to school today. So what concerns do parents have not only with HISD, but across the greater Houston area? KHOU Channel 11 news anchor Mia Gradney joins me to break it all down. It's Monday, August 28th, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Hey, Mia, welcome into CityCast Houston. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a while since you and I have visited. Love being here with you. Yeah, it's been so long and I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. And I know our viewers are pumped. They watch you all the time. So to have you to talk about what's happening in all of our school districts is really cool. But before we get to the really tough stuff and talking about what's happening, I got to get your favorite back to school memory since today is the first day back for HISD. Oh my goodness, you're asking me to jump in the time machine and go way back. (laughs) It's been a few (laughs) decades, right? Uh, You know, I think for me, when I look back at the first day of school and starting a new school year, it would definitely have to be senior year, right? I mean, that's the year you are the big woman on campus. Um, It's the culmination of all of those years of learning. I just remember being able to drive myself to school in my Camaro, my light blue Camaro, park in the school parking lot, walk in feeling like I got this and I'm almost there. Like it's almost time to cross that stage and move on to bigger things. And for me, it was such a pivotal year, my senior year in high school. It's where I was introduced to the idea of broadcast journalism. We didn't have a broadcast journalism program, but my theater arts oral interpretation teacher slash coach thought that was a career path for me to pursue. And I took it and I ran with it. Wow, that is awesome. That's so cool that you found that inspiration so early and Hold on, light blue Camaro. Like, yeah, you were the big. <laughs> you were you were the you were the thing on campus. Now, come on. <laughs> you had to have a good set of wheels, right? I'm just yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, one of the great things that you and the entire KHOU team have been doing on you know for back to school has been this awesome parent survey. Now, you've gotten responses from all over the viewing area. What were some of the top concerns parents had in general? Right. So we're KHOU 11, the education station, and we feel that it's a community service for us to provide to our viewers, to everyone who lives in this area to help ease their anxiety going into the school year to be able to answer as many questions as them for possible. So we put out a survey online, a digital survey that went out the last week of July. And we started asking parents to rank what was most important to them, what areas of concern were the greatest of theirs, what questions did they have for the specific superintendents in their school district, because we were going to be talking to each of these superintendents. Uh, This makes uh, year number three that I've done something called the superintendent talks. And this year we met them in their backyard, in their school district to talk about those questions. It's interesting, you know, it didn't matter whether parents were on the north side, whether they were more central in the city of Houston proper, whether they were out west, they had very similar concerns and questions. Mm. By far, the number one concern across the board, with the exception of HISD, was safety and security. Parents wanted to know 
how was the school, the different campuses being protected from outside intruders? How do we avoid another Santa Fe? How do we avoid another Uvalde? So very much that was the top concern. But within that same category of safety, we also talked about the safety in a classroom and in the halls talking about things in the nature of fighting and also disruptive and misbehaving students who sometimes take it to the next level and leave classmates in that classroom feeling unsafe as well. Wow. I didn't even think about that angle, just the student on student violence, right? Or or any kind of fighting or disruptive nature. Were there any other themes that stood out from all the parents across all these areas? Definitely. Teacher retention and recruitment was very important to parents across the greater Houston area. This is not just a Houston-centric, Southeast Texas-centric problem. This is a nationwide problem that we're looking at. Teachers not having enough of them, not having enough at leave college, have those teaching certifications rather, have those teaching degrees. So there's a nationwide shortage. And Southeast Texas and the greater Houston area, we are are not any different from any other part of the country. We're dealing with shortages as well. Some districts are seeing more shortages than other. I know in Pearland, the number was less than 12, right? But in other districts, they're seeing more of a shortage. And we're not just talking about teachers. We're also talking about bus drivers, as we've seen a challenge with transportation and ensuring that kids get to and from school in a timely manner, on time, and also that they're arriving at the correct destinations, their own home Mm. or their own bus stop. So teacher recruitment, retention, staffing shortage ranked number two amongst all the parents that participated in the survey. Well, let's combine number two and number one, because you brought up safety, you brought up shortage. And I was watching your interview with the superintendent for Fort Bend ISD, and she made a really good point that all the districts and police departments, they're all trying to find more applicants for that one safety officer that needs to be at every single campus. And everyone's picking from the same pool. So we're running short on safety officers as well now. Right. So it requires them to get creative. Um, And here's the thing. Money is the biggest motivator for everyone, right? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Typically, Mm -hmm. you're going to take the job that offers you the best compensation. When you look at the different school districts, right, they all pretty much offer the same. It's all competitive. So how do we stand out? What's the difference there? A lot of the superintendents that I talked to said it was about culture. We've got to create a culture, whether we're talking about teachers, whether we're talking about our school district police force, we have to create a culture that people want to be here and want to be here long term as well. Wow. Wow. All right. Let's dial in the HISD real quickly. HISD, of course, back to school today. It's finally in session. And we get a chance to see all of these changes that we've been talking about by new superintendent who was put in charge by the TEA, Mike Miles. So let's talk about what parents and teachers are concerned about with some of the changes. What have you heard from talking to some of these parties that are interested in all the changes? So it's the unknown. 
for these parents, right? This is all new to them. Schools that have been taken over by the state, a superintendent that they are unfamiliar with, and um, some haven't received as well and have been as open to because of those changes that have been made as well. So for them, it's mostly the unknown, the uncertainty, and the worry. Um, Superintendent Miles spoke to last week, my colleague Jason Miles asked him, what can you do to earn parents' trust? And that was a question that came from the KHU 11 back to school survey, a question that a parent asked, what can you do to gain parents' trust? And he said, parents' trust is going to be based on their child if their child is successful. So I feel like, you know, for parents, it's this uncertain and unknown. Um, granted, there have been so many changes made, right? Um, there are very few parents, I will tell you, who responded to the survey who were positive about these changes mm. or open to them. There's a lot of anxiety there. There's a lot of concern there. And that's why we have asked HISD, let's sit down and go over these parent concerns and questions. Unfortunately, Superintendent Miles canceled on our time together, um, despite several other superintendents finding the time to talk to us and respond to those parent questions. Um, we were able to get a couple of those questions answered by way of a Zoom call that we did piggybacking off of a star results presser. But in the grand scheme of things, once again, it's people feel better when they have answers. Okay, let's go now look at the greater Houston area. And one thing that seems to get lost in a lot of the education conversation is special education, right? The students who need it the most, the most attention, it seems like it's lost. How are districts making sure that they have enough staff and resources for special education? So I have a lot of experience in this area, both personally and professionally. So special education, it is guaranteed by law that your child receives services if they are classified and have been deemed a special education student, meaning they have a 504, they have an IEP, right? You are guaranteed by law that your child has to have those services, right? If that information has been presented to the school, if that medical diagnosis has been there, that psychological diagnosis, right? So those are guaranteed. So school districts, and I've answered this question for parents myself, school districts try and do everything possible that they can because they want to avoid legal ramifications in the form of a lawsuit. Mm. But more importantly, in my heart of hearts, I believe that educators want to provide for each and every child, and especially those who have special needs and special considerations. So the School of Thought in Pearland ISD, at least as Superintendent Berger explained it to me, was that... If we can give those members of the staff a hybrid schedule, meaning they have time to review the assessments that they are performed, because he says what happens is they perform the assessment, then someone comes knocking at the door, then they have a need, then you have to go put out a fire per se or deal with another issue that assessment is left there for a period of time, right? So you can't mm. work through it as quickly, but he feels as though if, there's a hybrid model and where they can hyper focus on those assessments in front of them, they can get through more and therefore they can service more students and serve them in a more timely manner. And that's just using Pearland ISD as an example. Gotcha. Now, 
one thing that is still hot right now and it's getting a lot of headlines, especially in KDISD, are book bans. Now, schools have to deal with House Bill 900, which goes into effect September 1st, to make sure they comply with new legislation. And that's basically the book ban, right? How are all of these ISDs dealing with this? So I think a large amount of the focus falls on KDISD with this. And why KDISD, right? I even asked the superintendent when I visited with him, um, Superintendent Gregorski, right? Why, why is KDISD the talk of the town when it comes to book bans? And, you know, within doing the interview and spending a good 30 to 45 minutes with the superintendent, he said that KDISD likes to be out ahead of things. So when you talk to them about security enhancements that they've made, they're ahead of it, right? Uh, when you talk to them about building for a growing population, they're ahead of it. They're constantly working with demographers. So they are very ahead of things. And what he is saying that you have this law from the state, he says it doesn't come from the school district, right? Which books or which content now can or can or cannot be on shelves, that comes from the state. And they're just following the law in KDISD as best as they can to meet what the state is requiring of them is the way that KDISD explains it. So they have hundreds of thousands of books in their library catalog, right? And I, I think we're maybe, we're talking about a, a dozen titles, maybe more, because now they're going to be warehousing books that they had newly ordered, but per these state guidelines and state law, having to review books, right, that number may change. But they see it very much as they're following the state law there. They're not creating their own mm -hmm. rules. And I think what um, I understand people to struggle with, right, like, why are you warehousing books? Why is your review committee made up of these people, right? That's not deemed by the state. That's determined by the school board. And those are things that the school board can decide they think is best for meeting the requirements of the law. That makes sense. Are like other districts going, okay, yeah, it is a law, but we're probably not going to put together as thorough of a board or an investigation or a warehouse or whatever, right? Like our other districts going, yeah, we're good. Like we're complying, but we're not going to dig that deep. Well, I think it's interesting, you know, each school district has a bigger concern or something that's been more high profile, right? So in KDISD, um, books has been a more higher profile subject area and also an area that parents have let us know about their concerns, right? Both ways. So we've heard a lot of conversation there. What's driven the conversation in other school districts may not be about books because that's not their biggest yeah. issue, right? Another school district might be looking at a massive budget deficit. There aren't going to be any books bought, right? If we've got a massive yeah, budget deficit. Point. So I think, you know, they're looking at bigger concerns. So I wonder, will there be anyone who's checking or monitoring to see if they're following the yeah. law. So that's, that's... Yeah, the book police, right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> All right, finally, look, we've talked about a lot of different things here. And again, you've been fortunate enough to talk to so many of the superintendents at various districts. And I know parents have anxiety about safety, the quality of education that their kids might receive, and so many other topics. But 
Can you just tell us how should they approach the year and maybe just give them a pep talk like it's going to be okay because <laughs> there were some positives from all of this as well. There were. And that's the thing. There were a lot of positives there. I spoke to a lot of leaders here in our area of our school districts who really want the best for our students very much in line with parents. And the advice I'll give is much of the advice that I received from the superintendents themselves, little nuggets that I walked away with and I thought, oh, that's memorable. In Alvin ISD, she said, be a role model for your kids. What does she mean by that? We talked with Alvin ISD a lot about social media and how that spills over into school and how we're looking at everything from discipline issues to the emotional well-being of students, right? School districts have no control over social media. Um, but she said, She's looking to the parents to be the role model in this way. A parent has a problem with said teacher or the school. A parent never contacts the teacher, never contacts the school, but goes on social media and then proceeds to blast the school, the teacher, a keyboard warrior. So if we're expecting our children, and this really speaks to social media and bullying, but she's like, if we're expecting our children to be respectful and to communicate when there is an issue, then we have to do the same. We ask, we have to ask ourselves to do the same, to be respectful and to yeah. communicate, to send the email to the teacher saying, hey, can we have a conference? Let's talk. So there's that side of it. The other side is be engaged, right? You don't know what you don't know. What your kid tells you is what your kid tells you, right? Be engaged yeah. in your students' activities and academics. Be engaged with the school as well. I think there's a sense of comfort of getting to know the school, the people within the school, oftentimes knowing there are like-minded people just like you on, on both sides, both with educators, administrators, and with parents as well too, right? And sometimes if you're on the fence about something, another parent who's had three children, maybe who've gone through that school mm. and this is their fourth, might be able to help answer your questions and ease your anxieties as well. So I think being engaged is really important. That's excellent advice. Mia, thank you so much. I know you were the one conducting the interviews and I, I feel like you're the superintendent now and I'm, I'm playing your role. So I put you in the hot seat <laughs> and I appreciate all this great information you provided us with. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see how the school year plays out. Well, we're wishing the kids all the best. Work hard, play hard, you know, study hard, but at the same time, enjoy school, right? Because one day you grow up and then it's the real deal. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Mia. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rahil. That was Mia Gradney. You can watch her on KHOU Channel 11 every night. And I've linked all her interviews in our show notes. It's Monday and a new week means new content on CityCast Houston and our newsletter, Hey Houston. Head to houston.citycast.fm to subscribe to our newsletter and find the latest episodes of CityCast Houston. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new.